everyone. Welcome back to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives. I'm Kevin. I'm super glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. I am excited about everything, usually. I don't know why I say I'm excited about everything. I'm like, I'm always excited about who's on the podcast. It's my fucking podcast. Why wouldn't I be excited? Um, but uh, today we're, I think this, it's not our first atheist on the show. Let's <laughs> see. Oh, I don't know why that tickled me so. Anyways, today on the podcast, we've got my friend and internet, uh, you know, internet heretic, like all of us, the one, the only V. La Bianca, a content creator, atheist, uh, spiritual thinker, and truly a dope ass human. I'm excited about sharing um, space with them and introducing you to their thoughts. And um, we both are ex evangelicals or former evangelicals, however you want to put that. And so, we share so much, and this is a really good time, but let me tell you a little bit about V and what they do. Uh, they're an activist, an editor, a content creator, and have discussions about religion, politics, philosophy, science, LGBTQ plus issues, and secular humanism, usually with people who disagree with them, which apparently is what makes it fun for them. But as somebody who uh, doesn't want that, it, it stresses me out. So I give thanks for people like V who are, you know, in the trenches, doing God's work, if you will. Um, if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out on March 10th, 2021, come hang out with me and Vila Bianca over on the, over on Zoom. We're gonna be having a little Zoom live show similar to what we did with the thing. It's gonna be free. And this time it's not a webinar, it's an actual meeting. So you'll be able to sit, talk, and we'll be able to see and talk with you uh, live. So if you've got questions or ideas or thoughts or want to have a conversation about deconstruction and deconversion ending up in different places, go over to patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia or go over to V La Bianca's website, which is vroselabianca.com and get plugged in with their Patreon and whatnot. Um, all the links are going to be in the show notes and all that. So I don't really have anything else this week. Join us over there. I'll give you the pitch for Patreon later. But until then, enjoy this conversation with my friend, Vila Bianca. I've been watching uh, on HBO. They, they're doing His Dark Materials as a series. Oh, really? Interesting. It's so good really um, the right. movie was shit but the show is actually pretty brilliant and the way that like they don't shy away from it, like ooh, that's that's a church mm. Ooh, interesting because okay yeah. so i feel like my my uh experience with his dark materials was twofold like at one point i was way too conservative christian to right think about reading them or the movie was off limits and then i forgot about it until i was like way far out of religion and and so now i don't know if it would be poignant in the same way that it's supposed to be so like there's this really weird like i i kind of missed that bus but yeah. uh what's interesting like i read it i stumbled into it like i got it like at a book fair and my mom was mm -hmm. like as long as it's a chapter book yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that was mean. My mom really wanted me to engage in something uh -huh. uh, with, you know, some, some you know, heft to it, not just something where she considered like an activity book. Right, Which, right. but like for my ADD brain, I needed an activity book, but. Yeah, right, that's that's also reading. That's also a yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, so, so uh, but I got that and I got sucked in. It was beautiful and. For me, I didn't, as I'm reading this, I'm just like, well, yeah, but this is just a fantasy book. It wasn't until much later that I realized it was like, oh, they were trying to say something. Oh, this is a thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had this weird thing where like movies and like visual media and, and music was all very highly curated uh, because mm. of my religious upbringing. But books, for some reason, were considered absolutely safe and fine, no matter what. And so and those my, are like the least safe and fine things. I you know. Can. And I was just getting to read <laughs> these amazing, like complex, like difficult things because they're like, mm. oh, it's a book. It's fine. They're reading. That's enough. Like I'm happy. So. Yeah. Well, before we go any further mm -hmm. in, you know, the spirit of being a podcast, <laughs> um, right. who the hell are you? Where, like, what do you do? What's your thing? And yeah. How do you introduce yourself typically? Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like I've had at least several different chapters where I've introduced myself 
in a variety of ways. Uh, most recently, I am an atheist activist and content creator out in Austin, Texas. Um, I also am non-binary trans, so I speak a lot on queer issues and gender, and uh, I have a couple different shows that I'm on right now. Um, some I have uh, been volunteering for with the atheist community of Austin, and those two are Secular Sexuality, which is live every Thursday uh, evening, and then Talk Heathen, which is an atheist call-in show where we talk a lot about philosophy and theology and then critical thinking, um, and that's every Sunday. Um, I also have my own channel, and I have a live stream that I do every Thursday called Say La Vie, because of course. <laughs> <laughs> God, gay puns. Uh, right? Oh, please, yes. Um, and then please. also I have a longer, uh, more complex uh, series called How to Skeptic, and I talk very much. I, I draw my background as a journalist. Um, and as someone with multiple degrees in things mm -hmm. like research and writing clearly and communicating with audiences. And, and it talks a lot about being a, an ethical internet uh, user and how to think critically while engaging with media. Mm. And let me tell you what, that's the one thing I think that over the past year kind of shocked me because mm -hmm. what I thought was going to happen was we're collectively becoming wiser. And I think that there was to, to a no, yes, there was like a, a great growth in like the social consciousness, especially for white folks around racial justice yes. and like why we need to fucking vote. And like living in Georgia, voter suppression is so fucking real here. So like Stacey Abrams, we love you. Also oh, I met yeah. her one time just saying. Oh. Really? Okay. As so I went to vote right early. Now. When I went to vote early on top oh, of that, all. and then she waited go. for me in the parking lot to take a picture. So it was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I yeah. love that. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, there's been this collective awakening in the consciousness, but like the thing that also happened was that like there was, I don't want to say an equal and opposite, but just, uh, <laughs> but maybe, maybe kind of like an equal and opposite rise in fundamentalism and American uh civil religion as yeah. we may call it mm -hmm. um, I like that okay term. yeah evangelicalism to me is like it's american civil religion that's mm -hmm. someone someone else put it i can't remember where i read it but they said like they literally just baptized like the gods of war and in jesus's blood and, and called them redeemed oh shit. and call, and, and, <laughs> and call them and they call them all jesus the god of war is named jesus the god of abundance is named jesus mm -hmm. the god of my president is jesus oh yeah Oh yeah, no, it's, it really is, you can tell from some of these lesser, I, I, I don't want to say lesser thought out theologies, but certainly um, more slipshod, like tacked together, uh, you can tell that it was initially a pantheistic religion with multiple oh gods God. that then moved into the monotheistic space. And now they have these these conflicts and these these uh, contradictions between, oh, it's a God of mercy, but also the God of justice. Like if it was two gods, that would be fine. But if it's one God that suddenly enters into this logical contradiction, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I call everybody girl and dude. So like, what do you prefer? Is that okay Same. to say? Either is good as long as you use both honestly okay. like i'm down with everything as long as it is everything if that makes sense yeah. yeah 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 i'm the same i like to be conscious because like i call um uh my best friends uh, a trans uh trans man and so mm -hmm. it's just uh it's something i i've been thinking a lot about it's like i know that i mean but also like right Kevin, you can't you can't do the sudden thing of like <laughs> i didn't mean nothing bad that's that's tired but you know what's wired? Good. Tired is not caring. Wired is asking. Anyways. There you go. Um, I've had a lot of caffeine today, so I'm a little buzzed. That's okay. Up. I had breakfast beer, so we're good. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like a whole joint, too, before I got on here. So I'm, like, feeling really, nice. really spicy. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so your background, you come from the same world I do, evangelicalism. Mm -hmm. And you know, were you bathed in his blood? Did you oh, did you get oh, saved fully, and all that shit? Fully born again, born again. I was baptized like five times. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, first time, first time, you're just like, I don't know if I got it the first time. I, I don't know if stick. I really get. Like, I don't know if I really gave him my heart. Let me try again. 
It was less about me, more about my dad was super paranoid about the fact that maybe one of them didn't stick because one of them was the garden hose in the backyard. No way. Yeah. (laughs) One of them was in the kitchen over the sink. So like he would just periodically baptize the kids to make sure that like, hey, maybe it'll work if I just like pour a cup of water over their head. I mean, technically speaking, sure. Like, I mean, why not? Yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever, whatever's going to make you feel good. That that's um, I don't want to say that's the most wild thing I've heard because it's definitely not. But that's up there. I love yeah, right. that. <laughs> um, so you grew up evangelical when mm-hmm. and you when did you realize you were queer? When did that happen? Oh, God. Um, Actually, so, let me let me let me rephrase that. When did you decide to be queer? I'm yeah, there kidding. you go. When did I make this conscious lifestyle decision? Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I, I am kind of thankful for the fact that I realized that I was not a fundamentalist first. Um, yes. And I have so many friends who that's a, that's a, it was flipped. That's a huge gift. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. They realized I, that they were gay first or whatever, queer yeah. first, and then they were still fundamentalist and then they got stuck. Oof, that's a whole, that's a whole burden I did not have to bear, thankfully. Wow. So you did reverse, like, I'm not a fundamentalist. And then you discovered, oh, I'm queer. Right. Because for me, it was very much about, oh, I'm going to question things. Uh, because as I said before, I have a background in journalism. My major was a journalism degree um, at a Christian school. So I would Mm. simultaneously be learning how to cite sources, uh, talk about bias, be objective, you know, value of evidence, all of that on one side. Mm -hmm. And then I was learning theology and Bible history and going to chapel on the other. And when they started crossing over, that was a no-no, right? Like, I'd be like, okay, but like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be like, so wait, I've learned in my journalism class taught by your, you know, colleague that primary sources are very important. Do we have primary sources? And then they'd be like, um, excuse me. <laughs> like, how dare? Like when you like, can I just like, can we just like highlight that real quick? Where are your primary sources? And in our beautiful 66 book Bible. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, no, uh, ladies and gentle thems. There you go. There is there is literally like we don't have any quotes from Jesus, not directly. You know where we get them? Gospel of Thomas has quotes you. directly from Jesus, but all these stories in the Gospels are stories about Jesus, all mm-hmm. second and third hand. Yeah. That was a Hmm. huge thing for me to realize Um, and just kind of squaring that like, oh, it's okay here. But if I were to turn in a a journalistic piece where I only referenced third sources and talked about things, you'd fail and I'd fail. So and also like that that would be. Yeah. And that wouldn't also you can't publish that. Exactly. Exactly. This would be unacceptable here. And yet it's required acceptance here. So Hmm. I started going down this path of, okay, I'm going to be investigative about this, right? I'm I'm the anti-Lee Strobel, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Pause for the cause. I'm the anti-Lee Strobel. Those of you who don't know Lee Strobel, he wrote The Case for Christ and a couple of other things and probably like The Case for something stupid. Yeah. And he, he, he cites like, oh, I'm an investigative journalist and I was convinced by Christianity after investigating. And so mine is the opposite. Um, but yeah, that kind of mindset opened me up to challenging other things as well, including gender and sexuality mm-hmm. and all of that. So it was very much, it did follow from the process of deconversion. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Can I ask you something? This is actually kind of like a little philo- philosophical question. I love the- philosophical questions. Let's go. Um, Because this is, I'm actually, um, I'm working on edits. So I have a book that was poorly edited by yours truly. And so after I published it a year later, I'm now going through and doing the edits on it. Oh gosh. (laughs) Okay. I have no shame because at the end of the day, the content is still dope. It's literally itty bitty things here and there. Mm -hmm. But as I'm going through, I'm editing the chapter on where to like, you know, basically deconstructing where we find morality. Yeah. The thing was like, you know, well, we find it in the person of God. Well, where do we find that? We find that in the Bible. I'm just like the God in the Bible is horrifying in parts. Yep. <laughs> and it's, all, it's all, and so I bring up the story of like how God incites David to take a census and then punishes David for doing the thing that's against God's rules about censusing mm-hmm. them. And I'm just like, 
th- that to me is just like horrible. And also then like, you know, one book later they retell the story and it's Satan doing it. So like, which is it? Right. Right. Again, you that know, duality that just can't mesh in a single God character. It's just like, yeah, because it's like, you know, it's, it's like, uh, so what is the truth dot gif? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. so, so my, uh, the question that I've been like mulling around and like, I've been working on like, so where does one derive more? Where do you derive morality? If you don't get it from the Bible, if you don't mm-hmm. get it from this thing. So as you've been deconstructing and working on this thing, cause even I'm just like, uh, morality is subjective, blah, 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 blah. But when you get that question, how do you yeah. start talking about it? Yeah. Oh, and I do get this question a lot. Um, this is one of the biggest uh, concerns that a lot of theists have when they confront someone who is non-theistic. Uh, where does this morality come into play? And the first thing I do is I I, I was raised a young earth creationist. So no Yo, scientific come on, 6,000 years. Oh, yeah. 10,000 if we're being liberal about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But after realizing like what science actually says about how we came to be, I got super deep into evolutionary psychology. And uh, that is kind of my go-to. Like if I have a question about morality, it kind of goes through that lens of, okay, Mm -hmm. well, clearly there's a benefit as a social species to pursue surviving and thriving, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have self-selected for those traits over the course of time. And so what feels very inherent in us of, uh, hey, we we want to look after our neighbor, right? We want to Mm -hmm. make sure people have clean water. We want to embrace people for who they are. All of these things Mm -hmm. can be kind of pulled back to we are a social species. We have been programmed Mm. through evolution to survive and to thrive. And that then comes into conflict with the existence of consciousness, which wasn't necessarily Mm. supposed to be a thing, right? Like we, we, we evolved this, this ability, but there's, yeah, right. Like, oops, well, I guess we have to deal with this now. Uh, So we have to make that interplay happen. And that's where Mm. all of these amazing and interesting moral dilemmas come in. Right. Because then we're like, Mm. okay, well, we're pursuing what is best for the group, but also personally, I differ a little bit in how I see that. And so where does that come into play and how do we rectify this? So for me, I actually became a much more moral person actively uh, and intentionally after leaving a faith that allowed me to just say, oh, I feel it. Therefore, it's good. Therefore, God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's always the thing is like, it's always I feel, I feel, I feel, which like grant. And the thing is just like evangelicals are also lying to themselves. You don't know how to feel anything except for a parade for your soul. Right. Um, but that is, that is seriously like the only emotion is, is fear and fear and cowering. That's yes. what I always felt is just mm-hmm. always just like, if I do this, is God going to be mad? Am I going to be out of God? Is God going to leave my presence? Also, how do I know if yeah. I'm in God's presence now? Right, exactly. I'm not currently being overwhelmed by the stimuli of being in mm. a crowd worshiping with this beautiful music. So I'm not mm. feeling God in this moment. So I'm in I trouble. must be doing something wrong. Right, yeah. And then like, you know, if you're a queer person out there, you know, it's always going to be, uh, you know, you're thinking, you know, if you, it's a... If you're struggling with your, you know, your same, if you're struggling with your same sex attraction, then it's mm-hmm. obviously because you're not trusting God enough or you don't want the things of God bad enough. Right. And right. it's, and like, it's what I found so interesting was like really just like listening to myself. I'm like, that doesn't make a lick of sense. I'm just like, I know myself. Yeah. I, I know that I've been trying really, really hard. I've been doing this for 12 years. What do you mean I'm not trying hard? Like, I've literally tried everything in the book and yet, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. And so that's a, but that's where I had to get to. It had to come to almost a point of like desperation of where just like, oh, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, isn't that the most freeing thing to realize that like, oh, I'm not missing something. It's not a failing mm-hmm. within me. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, the former um, tenant of this house uh, texted me. And so I oh, paid okay. attention. <laughs> no All worries. things are well. Uh, I just had some <laughs> mail for him and I left it on the porch. Anyways, but that's like what I, I can't, what I think is so interesting is that like, you know, even aside from this, like, you know, Christians who claim 
this like moral authority and this moral high ground and like you know under the guise of like we care about our country and like you don't care about your country you care yeah. about nothing but I, I it's like I can't even like I I don't understand what do you care for right like it's, this guy dealing with this life so you can get to the next one like you do not care like the idea that this world is a stepping stone right and this life yes. is just a test to get you ready for the real thing is mm. like probably one of the most harmful pieces mm. of that kind of a theology for me right. because I didn't even realize that that was my mindset until leaving I didn't yeah. realize that I was afraid and thinking about death all the time until I left and then I looked back and I was like Everything I was promised I would get in heaven, I have now because I let oh. the concept of heaven go. Hello, hello, somebody. <laughs> and you know, like my, like, you know, uh, like it, I think it was for me, it's just like, I was able to enter heaven now because I let the concept of heaven mm -hmm. go or the yes. concept of hell go. That too, that too, fully. Cause like, it's like one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I get like heavens right now, like, this life, like this embodied experience, this is this is the game. This is the thing I've been working for. Yeah. You mean I could, you know, yes, I understand. I've never arrived. I'm completely always growing, blah, blah, blah. But like, you mean that like being here is, is the thing? Yeah. And that is brilliant to me. It's like, bum, 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 the thing that you've been chasing, <laughs> the place you wanted to arrive. Mm -hmm. uh, you were here the whole time. I'm so sorry that you got fooled. Right. What would you like to do now? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, reset. Click your heroes mm -hmm. three times, Dorothy. You're, yeah. You can be in Kansas so, at any point. Yeah. So I'm so, it's so interesting because some people, like, for some, a lot of folks, at least like in my world, like, um, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I am like, I teeter on the edge between theist and non theist. I don't like, it's just like, it's ineffable. I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I've heard you say, that like, I don't know, therefore I can't possibly believe. And I'm like on the fence of like, I can't possibly know. So like, I kind of wonder. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, fully. There's the, there's the agnostic piece uh, for me as yeah. well. And that informs so much of my worldview. So I'm agnostic about everything. Like not just mm -hmm. the God question. Like I approach the world understanding that my tiny little monkey brain can only mm -hmm. absorb so much. And I'm doing a video now on heuristics and how cognitively the neural network in our brain that allows us to make decisions is inherently flawed. And we <sighs> will make the wrong decisions time after time because it's a structural flaw. Damn. And it's just, it's fascinating to do research into this and realize that, oh, there are questions we are simply not equipped to answer. Therefore, I'm going to reserve belief until I get enough information to make me confident mm. I can give an answer for it. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And also I would say that also follows that whole rule in the Bible of just like, be ready whenever someone says a reason for why you believe the way you yeah, do. It's just exactly. like, listen, science, baby. And they're just like, you're not What's like, <laughs> you get a lot of really shitty comments on the internet, but like a lot of them are really funny. <laughs> they are like when amazing. You, they're just like, V is pretending to be a she lady man. <laughs> I love it. In fact, my avatar now for my channel is the androgynous cat cyborg. Um, that is my brand now. And that came from a troll comment trying to make me feel bad about gender. Like whatever V's pretending to be this week, an androgynous cat cyborg or whatever. And I was like, actually, that's amazing. And I'm going to reclaim that and make money off of it, essentially. Absolutely. Listen, what the what is what is it? What the enemy meant for evil, the Lord hath done for good. There you go. Oh my gosh. I know. There is a verse for everything. Like I'll give him that. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's it's one of those things where like I I get annoyed with myself sometimes because uh I don't ever want to be perceived as one of those I mean, I love our love and light bitches out there, but also like I mostly don't like them because the problem I think that a lot of spirituality, including within the progressive movement within Christianity, is it lacks a depth of embodied, like here now ness. Mm -hmm. Like the thing of like, I know that you want, like you're trying too hard, you're still trying too hard to figure out the question about what happens after this. That's yeah. boring, irrelevant, and also 
not important because if we don't get this shit together, like in like what next couple of years, like we're, yeah. t- we're, we're literally, the earth is toast. And it's like, I don't want to talk about much else right now. Like I want right. everyone to get their healing on so like we can save the earth. I, I like, we need Captain Planet like yesterday, <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh, fully. I, I, I say this often and I'm curious about your take on this. Um, Hit me. I say that even though I like progressive Christians more and I can see myself allying myself alongside them a lot easier because we do care about things like social justice and the Mm -hmm. environment to an extent we share those. I still kind of respect the fundamentalist a little bit more because they are being as true as possible to their text at the expense of being socially acceptable. So I dislike them personally, but from like a theological standpoint, I cannot yeah, stand but- the love and light. Like, oh, well, Jesus actually meant this. Th-. Like, no, if you look at the text, that's not actually true. But also if you're using it as a tool for inspiration elsewhere, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that would be my thing is, uh, and that's why I, I have been actively saying that like, I'm not a Christian anymore. Mm. And like, it feels good to say that. And also like a little spicy stuff. Right. Just a little bit. And that's fascinating because you were on my show, Secular Sexuality last year, and you were still calling yourself a Christian, I believe at that point in time. Yeah. So you've gone through some intense introspection, it sounds like for yourself. I think it's because I, I I came to the point where I'm just like, well, if I call myself in in my mind, this Mm -hmm. is where I'll put for myself. Cause again, this is descriptive not prescriptive right if i call myself a christian that means i also have to like in some ways account for the the harm that the big c church has done both as a an idea like whether or not that's the original christianity whether or not that's real christian like that's right. the problem too it's this ideological thing of like what is real christianity yes i mean like according to history real christianity is the one who won you know, yes. the one who oh, took oof. over the world with empire. Yes, like, I like that. Cor- that's real Christianity mm-hmm. because like, that's typically what we've said. You know, you can call that non-real Christianity. You know what they're going to do? They're going to say, you're not a real Christian. And then we're, it's like that Spider-Man meme. Right, exactly. Of like pointing at each other of just like, you know, you're you're fake. No, you're fake. You're, no, you're fake. Exactly. Like the, so it, it boils down to me. I'm like, I want to opt out. I'm uh, I'm Taylor Swift and I want to be excluded from this narrative. Because frankly, it hasn't like, I just look at the track record. I'm, I'm like, uh, I try to be a little bit more of an empiricist and just like the data suggests that this 2000 year social experiment is bad, <laughs> bad for most all like, I mean, by and large, like, yes, we can like pinpoint the like these little blips of hope mm-hmm. all over the place and the, and, and the, the real good that individual Christians and Christian groups have right. done. Yes. And you know what? My little queer ass black Baptist church that I still am a member at and still lead worship for, go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love all these things. I love these individual churches, but the system that is the church is yeah. broken, period. And it's like one of those things where just like my grandpa want to fix something that's like old as fuck, but like there's yeah. no reason to fix it because... <laughs> The parts to fix it, unfortunately, do not exist. It's like the most obsolete thing. The best we can do is recycle it. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. I'm done with that. I think think that that takes a level of introspection, again, that I really appreciate uh, because Mm. there is... the, The most frustrating conversation that I've had with Christians in my own life who, you know, run the gamut in terms of, you know, political, uh, social issues, um, is that conversation of, oh, well, that doesn't represent me, therefore it is not Christianity. Boop. Right, but then at the same time, they're saying, well, we are the biggest religion, or like, we, we ha- we're the oldest, the biggest, we have the, we, this is a Christian country, but also statistically the majority of those Christians are not real Christians because they don't agree with me. And mm-hmm. it's this thing where you can either have a very small number of real Christians in this worldview and dismiss everyone else, or you get to claim that it's like this super old, powerful, populist religion. 
but it can't be both at the same time. And it so it really can't. Yeah. <laughs> navigating that is so difficult in conversation, especially yeah. when the person still has so much emotional tie to it because that's that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing, right? That yes. that pre- that presence of emotion and that focus on it as being somehow empirically sound, like I feel this way, therefore Yo. I can flames about a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's when it, it's those things where like, I truly like don't care how individuals identify as long as you understand why you do. Yeah. Because my two, like, you know, one of my mentors, uh, like someone I consider, like I look up to is uh, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis at Middle Church in New York City. Mm-hmm. Super justice oriented, incredible teacher, preacher, like advocate, like with the poor people's campaign. It's like, wow, if I was going to be a Christian, I would want to, I would want to follow her. Yeah. Cause like she, I mean, it's the same way that I still like use the Bible and teach about Jesus. It's like, it's relevant and wonderful and like liberating. And she calls herself a Christian mm-hmm. for, and you know, for a million reasons that aren't mine. Yeah. And that I think is just like where I have to like hang my hat is like, it's okay for me to not be this way anymore. And I don't have to, it, it was like this pressure for so long. Like I had to hold on to the label of Christian so that they didn't win when mm. gay Christian Kevin walked away from the Christian faith. Yes. You know? Oh, I feel that so hard. Yes. Mm. But now yeah. I just, I literally just, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. Like I'm having You're fun. Just like, I'm living my life now. I don't even need to worry about what you think anymore. <laughs> it's the most liberating. Like I, I like that's, it's crazy. It's like, why didn't I do this sooner? You know? Uh, turns out the only, the, the, the best way to, to be saved from sin is to realize that sin doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So this is interesting too, is like, I am in the same place, like understanding that sin as like separation from, uh, this is like, you know, what I would call it is like, Mm-hmm. I would say it, sin is that which separates us from love or from our highest self or from okay. our highest good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would talk, I would talk about this in terms of just like, because I, I like the word sin <laughs> and then clip it right there. as Kevin yeah. Garcia is a fun, <laughs> I like the word sin. Uh, no, I like the word sin as an application to like, talk about like the most horrible things that happen in society. Cause mm. like, what is rape? What is the destruction of the earth? What is patriarchy, right. capitalism? What is Trumpian religion, if not sin? Mm. You know, a thing which separates us from ourselves, from our highest good, from our highest potential. Interesting. Um, okay. So that's how I put it. It's just like, it is, it's got nothing to do with what you believe or what you think. It's just like, did you, you know, am I disturbing shalom in myself or somebody else through right. something done or undone? Mm-hmm. You know, if did I do, um, I was actually thinking about it this morning was like, I was in a fraternity in college. Okay. <laughs> and one, some, one of the lines from our creed has always stuck with me. And it's just like, I, uh, I believe that I cannot be passive. I cannot be merely passively virtuous. I must be positive on virtue's behalf. Therefore uh-huh. I will speak cleanly, play cleanly and live cleanly. Whenever I can, I will oppose lawlessness and vice. Hmm. And okay. um, while like, you know, it's, you know, good old boys language, like, you know, if I believe it, like everything can be a living document, if you want me to, it's like, you know, doing the right thing. It's like, it's not enough for me to just know what to do. It's not mm-hmm. enough just to know. It's, I have to oppose these forces of bad, like oppose yeah. these things that are like keeping me. And I was like, why is it that I learned that like, I have to be proactively virtuous. Like I have to do do it mm-hmm. like it's like you can't just say feed the hungry clothe the naked raise the dead all those things and then all you're doing is raising your hands in a fucking sanctuary right to right. the sexy worship leader on stage <laughs> who like is probably gonna go cheat on his wife later right yeah no exactly and again there was there's this frustration especially in the atheist community and it's not just me this is shared across Bring the community, it. which is we have to consistently externally uh, kind of uh, perform virtue uh, mm-hmm. in order to be taken seriously. A Christian can say, I'm a Christian, 
and do nothing other than pray on Sunday and be considered virtuous. Whereas mm -hmm. if an atheist says I'm an atheist, in order to be accepted as a moral person, we have to get out there and basically pray on street corners, right? And be be feeding the homeless and, and doing all of these things. And, you need an well, Angelina Jolie, the entire right. country of Ethiopia. <laughs> and Well, all of those things are good and we all should be doing them. The fact that we have to worry about how it's being perceived because we want to be included in this concept of moral good people. It's just very exhausting and adds a whole other layer to this. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think, like, I think and, and focusing I, on that impact versus intention is so hello. crucial here. Listen, and that's what Christians do not understand is like the very, that is a very simple concept that someone gave me and it's applicable to anyone who does not fit the mythical norm of, you mm -hmm. know, white cis had able-bodied affluent male uh christian yeah um or at least perceived christian depending on how you define christian mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like so stupid and like that's like what i'm hoping is like where we're seeing uh i don't know it's like i, I it's like i can i i start after like you know after the last election i said i'm not going to project any further than six months anymore yeah. <laughs> that's probably a good idea yeah, I'm just like, I'm still like just like praying. I'm like, if we can get the vaccine and it gets around April, it's widely available. That means summertime. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do, V? What's the first thing you're going to do when there, when that, when your population of Austin, Texas is highly vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get back to the ACA, honestly, like that building, it's tiny, like it's the smallest little ramshackle house you'll ever see. And mm -hmm. it's so like, it's so many people's Mecca that I've been in the car with people who have driven up to it for the first time and are like, so like, this is the entrance. And then there's a giant underground bunker underneath. Right. And that's where you guys do all of your shit. Or like, nope, it's this two room house. This is it. Um, but it is mm. such a place of community and of finding each other. It feels like the island of misfit toys in a lot of mm. ways where we're all just coming from our various areas of, of abuse, mm -hmm. of trauma, of PTSD, of just finding ourselves for the first time and we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. And honestly, one of the hardest parts about quarantine has been the lack of accessibility to that community yeah. and that place. And also getting drunk on Sixth Street, that too. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's the that's the damn truth. And I think that I've I've felt it. It's a reason I'm seriously consider uh, looking into adopting a dog right now because I saw that. That's exciting. It is exciting. I just um I have, I'm I'm gonna wait a couple more weeks because um I uh I mean depending on how the world is in a couple of weeks I may or may not be going somewhere traveling back home to see my family. Okay. Um, cause I'm not going to go home for Thanksgiving and I also don't want home go home for Christmas. So I need to yeah. go home to see my mom at least at some point. Otherwise she's going to have a field day and never let me forget it. <laughs> yes, um, that's about right. so yeah, I, I think there is just the thing that like, it would, Hmm. I'm trying to think of like, What I think I enjoy about like following you and your work is that you're reminding me that even, I don't know, like you're, you have a very, like you're so fucking smart and the way that you explain it just seems very easy to understand. And I don't understand why more people don't get it. Welcome to my life. <laughs> why don't you get it? Just shake people down. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm just so excited I get to be in communities that want to talk about these kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not the weird person who, like, everyone's like, oh, V is going to talk about epistemology again. Can they just go away now? <laughs> it's actually a conversation that people want to have, and mm -hmm. it's it's life-giving to me. Yeah, and it's I think it's necessary to get there because, like, there are certain, like, questions of, like, I don't want to say that my head is always in the clouds, Um but I think that like, there is like a question of like, where, where does the rubber meet the road? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's where uh, your life practice, I was going to say, you're, I'm like, you're not your spirituality. That's different. But the way that you live, uh -huh. like 
I don't understand like what it's like it's like if you're the big bad atheist that my mother warned me about then just like (laughs) it's so it's it is just so wild to me that like we both started in in a place where I feel like it was just it was scared yeah just running scared the whole time and like when we were told like out there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and yet we're out here and we find ourselves like you know chilling Yes. And it's wonderful. And every, like <sighs> everything they told me was a lie. And at first it's so upsetting to realize that, but then it's like, oh my God, everything was a lie. <sighs> That's kind of wonderful, isn't it? Right. And then you, I know um, the recovering from religion, uh, one of their founders, Gail Jordan, who is a personal mm-hmm. idol of mine. Um, the way she puts it is we're on the other side of the wall and out here there is light and there is space mm-hmm. and we can breathe. And to mm-hmm. me, that just feels so true. And the, the, the anger is there. And I think the anger will always be there in some way, but we have to make sure we're using it wisely and judiciously mm-hmm. and also exercising a whole fuck ton of empathy because the people who told us those lies don't know their lies most of the time they are living oh, in those oh, lies themselves. that's healing level 201 yeah yeah that's, and that and that is the thing that i think i will always be learning and i am still like it's the thing that like we hate to realize it's it's two things it's just like the person who uh and this is gonna be like uh I, this is when the kid was like oh the person who put me through x gay therapy was believing the same lies i was I'm like Oh mm-hmm. fuck. And I don't know where that person is now. Mm-hmm. And at, but at the time, like he was doing what he thought he was supposed to do. And I yeah. asked him to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's like, okay, it, it, I, I can't, I can't change that, but like I'm here now and it's okay. Yeah. And it's like, but if we don't start with like the thing of just like, like, yes, all of that really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But if once you get that though, once you realize that just like there is life after there is life after the bullshit. Yes. There is life, life after af- bullshit. I like it. Yeah, my my that'll be my tell all book when I'm right. 50. <laughs> life after bullshit. Oh, I fully expect to still be deep in the bullshit when I'm 50. It's gonna oh, take me yeah. At least another 20 years after that. <laughs> like, I I don't want to say I want to go full Ram Dass and like grow out a beard and just like start like tripping out all the time and just, you know, hey, going that, that direction. Sounds, sounds pretty good for 2020, honestly. Like, <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I am trying to figure out like where I can find a shroom connect, which is like kind of a. Good luck. I've been, I have, I've been on that hunt for three years now and it's, I don't, I I must not know the right people. (laughs) I know. It's just like, it's just like weed's easy, but like also, uh, fuck. What was I going to say? I don't know. This is where (laughs) I can tell just like, oh, wow. I haven't eaten today. Have I? Yeah. Yeah. It's getting to that point. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I, I don't eat until I'm hungry, which is, I don't know if that's like a problem, but just sometimes yeah yeah, moments like this it is yeah it's Um, like oh oh yeah my body's telling me i need energy for the rest of something like that so what uh tell tell me what things you're working on right now like what are your big projects where do you what makes you excited cool cool so right now um we have a couple of different irons in the fire, as it were. Um, I'm working on my next How to Skeptic video, which, as I talked about before, is about heuristics and, and cognition and the neural Spell heuristics network. for me real quick. H-E-U-R-I-S-T-I-C-S. Could you give me the entomology? Uh, I can't off the top of oh. my head. Because I'm but just like, it's- <laughs> what's it, what is it the study of again? It's the study of basically cognitive bias and mistakes that your brain makes because it's the taking study, shortcuts. The he- heuristics, the study of cognitive bias and mistakes yes. we make. Mm-hmm. So that's brilliant. It's relatively oh, recent, actually, in terms of like its field in psychology. So there's still a lot of like a lot of different uh, perspectives on exactly why we make the same cognitive biases that we we do and like all of that. But it's something I'm really passionate about. And it also gives me this amazing tool in my toolbox when I want to talk to somebody who's uh, a reformed epistemologist, which is the Yo, worst kind ref- of 
No, reformed theologians, same. Oh my goodness. Like it is the most frustrating kind of apologetic for me is reformed epistemology. So William Lane Craig, Alvin Plantinga, that kind of, oh, I know because I know, because I know, because I know. And it's like, well, because I know, oh, oh, he holds the future. There you go. And life is worth a living just <laughs> because he lives. Do you know what I'm referencing? I do. I Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> I'm so sorry to trigger you, V. Woof. Got to take a walk around the block after that one. Um, uh, but no. Uh, I'll um, buy you a joint. Yeah, sounds good. When we meet up, I'll hold you to it. Um, but no, exactly. So there's this concept of I can know things intrinsically because I am biased to know them. And because I'm biased to know them, that means they are true. Um, and it all ties back to the census divinitatis and John Calvin and like a whole bunch of whole bunch of weird shit. Um, but essentially heuristics debunks that soundly by saying, no, you have biases. That's true, but they're wrong. And here's why. And here's why we make them. And evolutionarily, here's why the brain works the way it does. So it's actually just super fascinating. And I'm putting out a video on that in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm also, and I can tell you on, on your channel, cause I haven't announced this yet, but I am putting together a podcast with Tori glass. Oh fuck. What? Yes. Tori and I, I know. Listen. <laughs> yes. So excited. It's called DIY atheism. <gasps> and it's going to be about building what atheism looks like for you, especially if you're in a marginalized community and the atheism we encounter is still very white, still very Western, still very patriarchal mm. and heteronormative. So it's gonna be talking a lot about challenging where atheism is right now and talking about where it can go, both on the individual level and on a cultural level. So we just had a meeting last night, we picked the name, we're good to go. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Oh yeah. And then lastly, we are trying to get up to 100K subscribers on Talk Heathen. We're at like 77K now. Damn. And the goal is to get there by the summer. So any of y'all want to subscribe to something that is uh, it's pretty fun. We, we get to talk with a wide variety of people all over the theological spectrum um, and just have these really engaged, honest conversations about what you believe and why. Um, that's kind of where we're going with that one power oh my gosh all of this is so thrilling it how really did you <laughs> like you've got a lot of really cool sh also like you're just really easy and fun to hang out with i like you same same yeah. this was fun <laughs> yeah i can't wait to do this again like Definitely. uh i so 2021 i'm planning on uh road you know when you know when the world opens up again i'm literally doing a diy road trip tour of my own because yes. i can work anywhere Oh my goodness, that so, sounds amazing. So I'll get one of my friends with me. I'm just like, yeah, grab a GoPro and we'll make a content with it. There you go. You got to make that content. Everything is content. If you try hard enough, mom. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways. Unfortunately, um, it's true. It is. It is true. But I also like, I, I recognize I'm not sharing everything. Because like the thing is, if you put together like a 60 second video of like cut scenes between you doing things, it's like, wow, I was really with them on that adventure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, tell humans where they can connect with you, find you and support you and all your shit and Absolutely. all your other podcasts and things. For sure. So you can find me on the ACA websites uh, on YouTube, Talk Heathen and Secular Sexuality. Secular Sexuality is at 7 p.m. Central every Thursday. Talk Heathen is at 1 p.m. Central every Sunday. You also can connect with me uh, specifically if you go to youtube.com slash vroselabianca. Um, on Thursdays at 5.30 p.m., right before Secular Sexuality, I jump on for an hour and just chat with you about my week. We talk about a lot of different things, going to a religious school, how to deal with anxiety. I had Eric Murphy, my co-host and life partner, on the show last week, and we talked about love languages, which was fun. Um, Ew! I know, gross. And then on um, every so often, about once a month, I'll put out a fully animated, um, scripted video of how to skip thick um so those are a little bit more time intensive uh but yeah. worth it. 
And then yeah. if you want to support me, uh, I'm on Patreon at slash V LaBianca. Um, you get some fun perks, including like behind the scenes footage and like awesome, awesome weekly updates and stuff. If you subscribe to me there. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, like Kevin does, where we have our most interaction. Um, it's you true. Can follow I, I me do at, love it. It's amazing. I love Twitter it, too much, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at author confusion. Um, mm. because why not embrace the stereotype, right? We are of the devil after all. Yeah, because like when you said that, I'm just like, I, like when I saw that, I was like, is that a direct play to God is not the author of confusion, but the author? Yes. I said, exactly. I was like, <laughs> listen, I live, I live. That was my conversation with the incredible Vila Bianca. You can catch them all across the internet at Author Confusion, as they stated at the end, because what gay people and queer folks are the authors of confusion, gender confusion, sexuality confusion. I'm really here just to recruit you guys, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you can also check V's work out at vroselabianca.com. All the links are in the description. And if you like this show and you want to hang out with V more, have some follow-up conversation, please join us over on uh, our Patreon channels this weekend for a live chat with V and me about deconstruction and deconversion that's happening Saturday, March 13th. 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, bring your mimosas and your bevies and whatever else. It's going to be a real cool time. If you like this show and you want to get more plugged into spiritual community who's trying to do it differently, come check out the Spiritual Reformation community on Patreon. It's the place where I'm putting all of my best work, tons of extra content, videos, monthly meetups. Oh my gosh, but I can't even silence my cell phone during a recording. That's embarrassing. Um, so... <laughs> Join us over there this weekend. It's at patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia. It's a sliding scale from 11 to $33 and it gets you all the sick ass perks. Um, and if you can't uh, join because finances aren't in your thing, the easiest way for you to support this show is actually to rate it in the Apple podcast place. Share it with somebody who is uh, needing a, a space or a conversation like this. And then I'd say, you know, just word of mouth, like it, share it, comment. And if you want to like join the conversation again we've got a whole discord channel that's dedicated to a tiny revolution and this whole spiritual reformation community we got like 90 people over in there and nearly 200 people in the spiritual reformation community so far what are you waiting on it's going to be so dope we've got uh tarot workshops coming up next week we've got live hangs later this month so i don't know what the fuck you're waiting for you know what I'm saying? So get your ass over there to thekevingarcia.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash thekevingarcia. Join today. That is all from me, I think. Um, if you want to keep up with me, go to Instagram and I'm at thekevingarcia there and thekevingarcia on Twitter. My website's thekevingarcia.com. And if you're interested in spiritual coaching, trying to get unstuck please just go schedule a call with me it's 30 minutes it's not going to cost you anything we'll just figure out where you are what you need um i love you i hope you're having a good week so till next time please drink some water take your meds move your body in a way that feels good eat something delicious call your person and maybe masturbate a little bit tell you what when i am stressed out nothing feels better than uh, a little orgasm in the middle of the afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, that was probably too much information for you. But if you, that's too much information for you, you should probably just go find a different podcast. But until next time, this has been A Tiny Revolution. I'm Kevin, and I'll see you next time, babe. Bye.